1: Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more.
2: This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Monday, my friends. And welcome, of course, to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. And of course, you can check me out, as they say. On Drive, Tuesday to Friday from 4pm. Anyway, more on that later. We start the podcast with Mikel Arteta's Arsenal beating Leicester, annoyingly, at the Emirates in the Premier League. Meaning, of course, they leapfrog the mighty Manchester United back into fourth place. Not for long, obviously. Here's the fallout on TalkSport. TalkSport.
1: It's finished, Arsenal 2, Leicester nil. The Gunners are back into fourth spot with their fifth Premier
2: League win in a row.
3: Yeah, that's only a position that we are in right now and we know that there's still a lot of games remaining, a lot of twists are going to happen in this league for sure and uh, we have to be ready for
4: it. Listen, I'm delighted. It's been a long time coming. I'm one of those fans which a few months ago were calling for Arteta's head. I didn't rate him as a player, but yeah, it's, it's coming good and I'm fully behind it. Are you going to apologise to Arteta Not then? Nothing to say does. Listen, he's got a point to prove. He's a young up-and-coming manager. It is coming good. Whether that be the fact that everyone around us is in poor form or whether it's because he's actually finding the gears to do something productive at Arsenal, it's, it remains to be seen.
2: On now to Stamford Bridge. The Chelsea beat Newcastle normally thanks to a late Kai Havertz winner. It was, of course, the Blues' first match. ...since Roman Abramovich was sanctioned by the government. Here's the manager, Thomas Tickle
4: It's Kai
5: Havertz who celebrates at the shed end. He surely won it for Thomas Tickle at Chelsea. And after a chaotic week for this football
4: club... ...finally the home supporters have something to cheer.
1: The focus is on me and maybe my staff and, and uh, the 30 players... But I think there are so, not think, but I know the, how many hundreds are, are working at, at, at Chelsea and and they really care, and they've worked since decades, and uh, they may be much more concerned how to play how to pay their mortgage or what's going on if, if they maybe lose a job or not. So for them it's like in the moment to show the spirit and to set an example, and this is what we do. I'm not so concerned for my team at
5: the moment and for myself. It's my club, it's, it's my family. You can only football people will will know what it feels like to love a club the way you do it is family it's your home it's my second home I could tell you every part of this ground I could walk you around every box every office every part of the ground I've been here since 1976 and and what's happened this week has been shuddering if you've seen this morning's papers you'll know this is being
4: called the game of shame one club until very recently owned by a man quietly supporting Putin's killing of the innocent in Ukraine, another club whose Saudi owners should be investigated for war crimes against neighbouring Yemen according to human rights organisations owners approved and endorsed by the Premier League, now once the Premier League said these owners were acceptable that's the green light for fans to sing their name, showing gratitude towards them. In football terms, in his time here, Roman Abramovich paid for 21 trophies and the status of English European and world champions. The Premier League said he was a good owner. So any wonder the fans loved him. Let's not forget, though, that Chelsea Football Club is bigger than one man. It was here before Roman. It'll be here long after him.
5: Coming to the ground today, Ada, honestly, it, it, I've done this journey God knows how many times, but today felt really different. There's a bit of intrepidation about what I'm walking into. How's the atmosphere going to be today? Sunday kickoffs are always different. People's routine is slightly different. It was quieter when I've been here since quarter past ten. But yes, there is, there is a real... Concern, genuine concern amongst the fans over.
2: Now, there were emotional scenes at the London Stadium after West Ham beat Aston Villa by two goals to one. Ukrainian Andrei Yarmolenko opened the scoring for the Hammers in his first appearance since the outbreak of the war. Here's his manager, David Moyes, speaking after the match.
4: He received an outstanding reaction from both sets of supporters when he came on. It's his first appearance in the Premier League since the 16th of January. He had his head in his hands when he scored. He was mobbed by his teammates, then tears in his eyes.
2: Sometimes football is a great way of uh, making life change and making things look so different. But it also has a way of making you feel better for a little while. So... Yeah, Malenko getting his goal today will be a great moment for him because it's been a terrible time. And you look, this is the first time we've put him in the bench since you know the war started. So he's not felt quite right. He, he was ill actually in midweek that we couldn't take him to Seville. So came on, and uh, sometimes these things are written. I think for everybody, it's it's something which you know you would be emotional about because you're thinking to yourself, "Is look, this boy's family and different." People connected to him are all in Ukraine and, and all the Ukrainians who are having to go through with this. So for them to turn out and play professional sport and try and perform well can't be easy for them. But uh, he made a difference today with his goal.
5: It was a bit surreal to be fair because he, he
1: got it out of his feet. And as, as he'd done the outside of the boot, and it, and it went in the corner, everyone cheered. And then all of a sudden it was just... just... Just clapping, and it was really, really surreal. It was really strange, really weird atmosphere, feeling, and everything. Like we all just stood there for ages. Even the Villa fans, to be fair. too, everyone just clapped, and then he sort of like marched back into the centre of the park and just applauded everyone. But you could see it emotionally got him big time. And even with the announcer shouting out
4: goal scorer for West Ham and Ukraine, yeah, it was really, um, really lovely thing to be a part of them
2: and be there today, to be fair. You know, I've always been someone who would always like to recognise and acknowledge stuff that's bigger than football. I think the Villa fans did as well. So it's a great moment for the kid. He's obviously been through an awful lot. Obviously, the world is suffering at the moment. But, you know, when, when it's your country, people are suffering more than others. So um, we acknowledge that. We send our best and our regards. And um, let's hope that um, he doesn't suffer for too much longer. Are Frank Lampard Everton too good to go down? No, apparently not, because they lost at home to Wolves and are outside the relegation zone, only by goal difference. Here's super Frank Lampard after the game, of course, living up to his name,
0: not.
3: Everton nil,
2: Wolves 1. Frank Lampard said before this game it didn't feel like Everton were dealing with a relegation crisis. He may well revise that now. That
4: was a good start. Um, The game went as, as, as we thought, Balls are very tough, very organised, don't allow many opportunities. You have to fight for everyone, try and get in behind. We did a few times at that point at half-time, we feel pretty good. I think the goal changes the whole face of that because it gives them confidence. It's what it is, you know, you're losing games and we've been losing games for a while before I got here. So that can chip away at the club, can chip away at the players. It's my job to to keep that morale. It's, It's not easy because we're waiting for the moment that changes it and you can sustain something. And today was a good example. We score early in the game and it works in our favour. Then we go on and win the game. And when you don't, it becomes very tough. So we just have to keep fighting for those moments to go in our favour. In football, you get what you deserve. Maybe the Everton fans are getting what they deserve because they didn't want Rafa Benitez. They made that pretty clear, even though he made a, a decent start to the season. They didn't want Vito Pereira when he was the, the, the main man at, at one moment in time to get that job. They hung their hat on Frank Lampard for me I think Frank Lampard is a bit fortunate to be in that job
2: I do feel sorry for Frank because he's
1: dealing with a lot of players that aren't good enough for Everton Football Club as Jamie Carragher said the other night he's working with a back four that belongs in the championship Adam, I understand listen, and I feel your pain as well I mean when you certainly look at the recruitment um, over the years from from Everton as well it doesn't make for good reading because they've spent a lot of money that quite frankly a lot of money that hasn't made them any better
4: Can't see where the next win is coming from. The, the confidence looks like it's drained away. They're too easy to play against away from home. They're a soft touch on their travels. I think it's one away win all season. I thought they'd be all right at Goodison Park. But then they go back to Goodison Park. They struggled against Boreham Wood, a non-league team in the FA Cup. Struggled for long periods to break them down at home. They've lost a day, gone down with a whimper. I think they're in big trouble. I mean, if they do go down Everton, will they be the biggest club ever? to be relegated from the Premier League. I know Leeds went down Mm. uh, only a couple of years after reaching a Champions League semi-final. West Ham
5: had a really good side. West
4: Ham went down, but are Everton, as a football club, are they bigger than those two clubs? Nottingham Forest went down under Brian Clough as well. Everton are a bigger club than them. I think they might be the biggest team ever to be relegated if it happens.
2: Now, would you believe it? Leeds United managed their first win under Ted Lasso. Oi, Goldstein, you meet Yeah, 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 Jesse March thanks to an injury time winner from Joe Gellhart against Dean Smudger-Smith's Norwich. The win, of course, means Leeds four points above the drop zone.
3: Joe Gellhart, unmarked, six yards out. The simple task to pass it into the back of the net. We thought there'd be a twist in the tail, Lucy, but Leeds look like they've snatched it later. It gives us uh, positive reinforcement. It will help the guys stay calm and, and focus on the process and not just what every point means and I obviously know that every point is so valuable but if we only focus on results and only focus on the table and what the points mean then we will lose track of what what is important for us in our process so that's what I'm trying to focus on and I'm trying to also you know continue to build the competitive edge to do whatever it takes on game day he going to give no penalty the roar of relief around Ellen Road Luke Ayling slides in he doesn't get near the ball and uh, Milo Rashika ends up standing on his foot I think Um, otherwise he has a clear shot I don't know what else he's meant to do the referee has deemed it a penalty but I have no idea about this word they keep using subjective on what's going to get overturned and what's not and I don't think the officials do I think it changes from game to game week to week and uh, we're all left scratching our heads unfortunately
2: On to the sixth premier game of the day and Roy Hodgson's Watford Beat Southampton at St Mary's very, very much. Southampton won what for two? Massive! It really gives them a chance now, especially with that Everton defeat. We've got four games against the teams that are catchable, if you like. I'm fearful, if you like, in that respect of those games. But on the other hand, you can't deny it. they do give you a chance. You know, they are home games. They are six pointers, if you like to call them that, and. We don't have to lose them. If we're going to lose them, it'll be hopefully because the other team were better and not because we didn't do enough.
4: This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love.
0: Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P.
1: This episode of the TalkSport Daily is brought to you by Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Planning to hire or share a car or van? Enterprise is there every step of the way. Whenever and wherever you need a vehicle and whatever it's for, Enterprise can help. With over 450 locations across the UK, they're just around the corner. Whether you need a weekend rental, a holiday hire, a replacement car, or you're planning a business trip, home or away, Enterprise are there to help. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk.
2: On out to Danny Kelly's Europe Express with a scouting report on Manchester United's opponents, Atletico Madrid. Not Atletico, Atletico, AT, Atletico Madrid on Tuesday in the Champions League. Not Champions, Champions League. No, of course, the Champions today.
5: Ilanga, 1-1!
1: Out of nothing! Manchester United are back on level terms!
3: The Alanger goal doesn't count for more as an away goal anymore. And I know we keep talking about the change of the away goals rule. It's not the advantage for United that it would have been at this stage last year, for example. You look at Atletico and their ability to score, particularly through Joao Felix. You, you look at the fact that there's a freshness to some of those players because they are able to rotate if they need to. The fact that Griezmann is ready to play a role if he needs to as well. The injury as Tim was saying to Jose Májiménez is an issue, particularly as they've had a lot of defensive problems this season and Jan Oblak again looked malleable against Cardiff. By no means is this a done deal for Atletico. I feel it's still really open. You could argue that maybe Manchester United need it a bit more because Arsenal are gonna have to go some not to make fourth place now. Whereas I think you look at the dip of Betis and the slight resurgence of Atletico, four successive wins in La Liga, they are back in the box seat. And
4: Cristiano Ronaldo does it in the Champions League again. Where would Manchester United be? Without their talisman, Cristiano Ronaldo. The moments that Manchester United have had this season have centred around him. If it wasn't for him in the group stages, United would have already been out of the Champions League. And if they're going to beat Atletico, I wouldn't mind betting that he will be the man to deliver another big moment on a European night at Old Trafford.
2: Well, that's it, gang. Thanks for listening on the Talksport app, wherever you get your podcasts, or I don't really care. I'm back on Andy Goldstein's Sports Bar. Yes, I know it's beneath me, but what can I do? That's tonight from 10 p.m., of course, with the fun boy, the moonface, the duck lover, Jason Cundy, after Crystal Palace lose to Man City. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein Talksport Daily podcasts up first in the morning, so do what you got to do to get it, whatever. As long as it's above board, just about. Anyway, thanks for listening. Have a wonderful day, and above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe.
3: That was a podcast from TalkSport.
1: The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job rent from the best lineup in the uk with over 450 branches enterprise has what your business needs from compact three-door cars to spacious suvs and people carriers to vans they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job to find out more and book visit enterprise.co.uk when you make decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers and if you have a lot of mailing to do